Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. Seville is a couple right. of minutes old. This podcast is brought to you in association with Betfred. The stone opened is the shopping salt in 1967. I'm in the Red Army section in the Stratford End. It's loud, proud. The Europa League quarter final between Manchester United and Sevilla. They brought about Against the team with 13th in the league, having the poorest season for 22 years. Thank you. 
to some of the people in this section and speak to some severe fans as well. I came outside Old Trafford and I've bumped into four um, Sevilla fans in the Manchester sunshine. It's a little bit like Andalusia with the with yeah, the sun. For 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 us uh, today, um, I think this is the, the best day for us because uh, today for the morning is uh, very cold. It was uh, cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did you arrive in Manchester? Yes, yes this morning. It's uh, your first yes, time to yeah, Manchester. Yeah, the first time. Uh, we arrived uh, this morning in uh, Leeds. Yes. And it, we, we did by train to to Manchester this morning. And uh, uh, what is your opinion of Manchester? What is uh, the city? Yeah, but I, I but I, 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 I came to see. Yes. Yeah, it's a a, a city. Uh, no, so only in Manchester. Yeah. So, all the 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 cities in in England is the, this place is. I I I can't uh, to explain the cities too many. Uh, uh, the 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 building there is too too. Um, in Castellano. Muy muy extendidas. Las, 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 la distancia. La distancia. The, the distance between the buildings is, yeah, is very big. Yeah. ¿Cuántos aficionados de Sevilla esta noche? 700, 800. 700 o 800. 800. 800. 800. 800. 800. 800. Yeah. 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 So this game is four days after Easter in Seville, which is a huge celebration. It's a big party in Seville, so this is why the numbers are, are lower. And um, uh, this, how is your season this year? Describe it too temporary this year. For, for us, yeah. for us, for us, this match yeah. is the match. This is the match. Yes. The, the well, Seville, a... Seville. This this season yeah. is so complicated. Yes. As this match is the match, okay. Because uh, in, in the league, in La Liga is so complicated because the uh, 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 yeah, the team have been low. Yeah, in the yeah. But tonight, tienes optimismo? UEFA Europa League so is the, the football club. The Europa the, League belongs yeah. to, uh, to Seville. Manchester United. Six times. Nobody. You know, yeah, uh, I understand. Yeah. Prediction, Esta Noche. Zero, 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 two. Zero, two. Yeah. How is the English beer? ¿Qué tal la cerveza inglés? La cerveza. I prefer Cruz Campo. I prefer Cruz Campo. Cruz Campo. But, 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 this place is good. And yeah. when uh, the people... English. Come Fans, to Seville. Yeah, Seville. Good. You, were, you were welcome for it's, us. It's good because uh, ultras uh, fight. Uh, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> You're saying the, the ultras will fight, but the normal Seville fans will welcome the people from Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so fantastic. Good. Just outside the ground, um, bumped into a familiar face. And voice, you'll, you'll know his voice. What was the first thing you said? All to right, me? Uh, kid. 
<laughs> how have you been? Not seen you for a couple of months. How have you been feeling about United? Uh, yeah, we're working progress, Andy. But Newcastle was a disappointment. Yeah, I would have liked, you know, even a draw. Yeah, the, the fucking hell. Oh, Awful, wasn't it? Terrible. Awful. I've been telling you, you fucking shit. Who shit? Fred, do you right. want me to name him right? Yeah. De Gea Fred. Yeah. Celebrity this guy now. De Gea Fred. Um, at the back, Lindelof, Shaw, get rid of them, they're not good enough. Who, which positions would you like to see strengthened? The striker, yeah. centre, midfielder, yeah. new goalkeeper, yeah. and a couple of defenders. Spoke to any Seville fans? Fucking hell, there's none here. 800 of them yeah, all right, one of them yeah. was looking for you tell him yeah, well tell him where they am he's called, called Basora Binzi in Spanish yeah. and he's the same age as you tell and him he I'll led their mob in the 70s and he, he's heard that you're the man send him down here I'm just in the right fucking in the right mood for that cunt you know what I mean fuck my holiday oh, he is up. he's known as uh, Basora uh, in, listen yeah. I wouldn't want a Spaniard in the trenches with me. Not a fucking chance. They've not had a. They've only had a war amongst themselves, haven't they? The civil war in 1937. Yeah, that's it. They fucking fucking rather a brutal, a German a brutal next conflict. To me. Yeah, this um, will be a brutal conflict tonight. My, my grandfather who fought the Germans. Um, yeah. He said uh, so he, res- he respected them as, as soldiers. Yeah. Well, certain he said, members. He said the. Uh, the Italians, you couldn't catch up with them fast enough to fight them. <laughs> Realise we're straying into areas here that don't necessarily. Well, they're doing concern. all right in the Champions League, Andy, aren't they? Dude, the Italian team, they yeah. do well. Napoli's a great story this year. Surprise, they lost. Do you think United are going to win this competition? I don't know. We've got to play Juventus, haven't we? Yeah. You've been there? Have you ever been to Turin? Yeah, long, long time ago. What was it like? They're all right. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a chapter in um, Among the Folks by Bill Bufford about a trip to Turin in '84. That Bill, I met him. Yeah. On London Road when we were all waiting for West Ham coming in, talking about. We were just telling him a load of shite because we knew he was a fucking journalist, an American as well. You know what I mean? Top writer. Hey, he's all right. I can't yeah. read anyway, Andy. So, unless he's got pictures. All right, got it. So, where, where do you think um, what's going to be success for United this season, Binti? We're, we're, we're in top you know, four, and yeah. we've got a trophy. Yeah, yeah I'll live that with that. that. Yeah, I'll live with that. Got to finish in the top but four. But they better back him. They better back him. Yeah, yeah. I hope they do. Look at Liverpool. They can't. We're not buying Jude Bellingham because they need the money to get in. They want to buy two players. I know. We don't want shit. Fucking hell! We're the fucking richest club in the world. Biggest club in the world, richest club in the world, the greatest club in the world, boxing. Oh, striker, would you sell Fred if a big offer came in for him? I'd let Fred work in the programme booth if he wanted, because he. Did you see that miss against fucking Brentford? Was it Everton or Brentford? I can't. My, my memory's a bit of a thing now I'm getting older. Mm. I could have fucking scored that. That was a bad miss, huh? Not as bad as Everton's miss. Okay, now. Sims, jeez, that was awful. If he's a fucking Brazilian. He is from Belarus. Yeah. Prediction for tonight. 2 1, because the defence is shit. United, 2 1. Do you like Varane? One Varane. Rafael. Oh, yeah, yeah. Martinez. Class. Yeah? Yeah. Juan Basaka. I like him. Yeah? Yeah. Rather, I'd rather have him than fucking Dalot. No. Fuck me. 
Why? Say no more. Him and tell it. Tell, well, he's on the other side tonight, isn't he? Um, what about David De Gea, the goalkeeper? No, sorry, David. You've had your time. You've been great. You've been a great servant. You've been well paid. He's not good enough. He's been here since 20... What, what have we won with him? Oh, that shower who were in there. All right, Solskjaer set us back two fucking years. Set us back two years, him. Not a fan. Not a fan, is he? Lovely. Great. Might be the nicest man in the world. How much are you selling your Casemiro's for? He might be the nicest man in the world. And he was a great servant of the club. But as a fucking manager, I'd have done a better job than him, I'm telling you. That's a newest manager. Oh, that Pogba would have been... Fu- I'd have battered that Pogba before he left. And that fucking... Ling- Get Lingard on Dancing with the fucking Stars, because that's all he's good for, dancing. Binzi, I thank you for your time. We're running late. Thank you late. very much. I'll see you soon. So, it's half-time and United are leading 2-0 against the Seville team who made seven, I think, changes. And I asked people I know there why this has happened and they said we've got a six-pointer against Valencia this weekend. So if Valencia were to win that, then Seville will be pulled right back into... Uh, the relegation fight so it's been loud in here obviously it helps that the team are winning just speaking to a few people about why they sit in this section what do you like about this section uh, well obviously main thing well obviously with, other than the atmosphere with your mates we, you know we're, we're, we're in here every game um, we're, we're in the section then it's it's stuck by or stuck by the, the same people all around you've know, got mates who we've known for 20-25 years and we're all spread out previously in different parts of the ground. We're all, you know, tier two, Stretford End, and beat each other at half time. But it's, it's, you know, every away game we'd all be stood together. So it's just nice to, you know, meet up, oh, be, be with each other in the in, in the ground. And uh, you know what I mean? Just having a laugh. Uh, you know, it's the atmosphere is, you know, just just you know what what we want. You know, we wanted we'd have loved this sort of 20, 25 years ago when you know I was a teenager then sort of thing. But it, it's great that it's here now and it has made a massive improvement to the to the ground and, and you know uh, just the enjoyment of, of coming to the game as well you know some of them you know we often have we have those sort of dead rubber games sometimes that you're like oh it's a bit of a drag but you come in and you, you're with your mates so you're having a laugh regardless um you know not every game is absolutely bouncing but it, it's far better than it you know it was so it has that enjoyment to it as well how much do you pay for your ticket uh, what, well, I don't know. Is it about thirty-eight? I think it's about thirty-eight. So I think I think they, they charge us what what they charge in tier two. So I think people who were in in K stand might pay cheaper in here or whatever it was. I think they just same with what you were, were paying the other year. I think so. Yeah. What have you made of United so far? What today or this season? Today. Yeah, looking looking really well. It sounds, looks like we've actually signed, signed a striker in uh, in January, didn't it? Well, you know, he's got got two goals so far. So unfortunately, it's uh, well, fortunately or unfortunately, it's uh, not the one we signed for being a striker. So no, look, looking fast. Just Casemiro back in the team. Just it just it just loses confidence. Just make, I think it just calms everyone down. You, you, I think we have a feeling of just being like you know someone's there, and he's just he's popping up everywhere. It just it must ooze through the team. Just having him there that. The class is just unreal, you know what I mean? It's yeah, it just it's good to have him back in. You know, we've had the last few games haven't been haven't been great, and then he steps back in. And I'm not saying it's all down to him today, but just having him back in there just 
seems to make us tick that that bit better and, and you know everything seems to go through him and yeah just it's just a different crass in he all at final whistle what do you make of it um, in control for 85 90% Andy and then a daft mistake over near the corner then and like and unfortunately players dropping down left right and centre Rashford Varane Martinez is an absolute disaster to lose and the thing is I mean I said to you early in the first half like when you've got Casemiro you control games and I thought unlike the league in many games we we really controlled it tonight and just a daft couple of goals late on. But if if we can get over our away game hands up, we should have got the third Anthony obviously at the post or Bader. We deserve we deserve to win three or four nil. And like a top class centre forward, we will win three or four nil next year in that same type of game. But I agree with you, I still think we'll go through. I, just, I do. I think, I think we've got you, this, I was saying to you, this is not a vintage Seville, is it? It's not. Or, or, or United. Yeah, that's true. And the, but the thing is, the spirit's there. We, you know, we, but it's been... I've said this, that this has been a long, long, hard season. Throw the World Cup in the ridiculous amount of game. And, like... It's very, very difficult at this stage. Even caught up on Liverpool last year and they've not recovered since. I mean, it's nearly impossible to win them all. Um, we're going to fall over the line in the, into the Champions League one way or the other. But yeah, I still think we'll win next week. But it's hard to take when you dominate a game that well. And the other thing is, Andy, we're losing crucial players left, right and centre. Martinez is a disaster. Um, Rashford was a disaster. And we've just not got many match winners left. De Gea is one of our biggest match winners. He's, to be fair, I say their goals come out of nowhere, but he made two or three great saves in the game himself. So, but, you know, I said, I said to Steve Black on the podcast at Newcastle, We'll just have to look in the summer back. But we completed our first thing in February by winning a trophy. I still think we'll get Champions League. One of the two ways we can do it. And maybe, just maybe, another trophy. And then we'll buy big in the summer. Up front, we have to. But, yeah, just... Didn't see it coming. 10 or 15 minutes ago, I thought we can rest players here. But... You know, it's, it's, we're way ahead, way ahead of where I thought we'd be at this time of the season. Um, thank you. It's post-match after Manchester United have thrown away a two-goal lead to draw two-all um, against Sevilla at home. Um, just like the team, um, with a lot of play, players going off injured, we're currently down to the bare bones, aren't we, Stuart, as we've had a seller go on poorly tonight. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, we won't mention... You know what was up with him. Um, I think um, he'll. Um, he would. He wouldn't. He wouldn't thank us for that. <laughs> for going into detail on that. Um, yeah, with me I've got Stu Edwards. Um, we're in the car home, disappointed after. Well, I mean, it wasn't even just the fact that two deflected own goals 
have got Sevilla back into the tie. It's also the fact that we've ended up with our two centre-halves going off injured. We've ended up with our um, normal captain, um, Bruno Fernandes, suspended for the second leg. A um, bit of a disaster, that really, and it doesn't really happen to anybody else except United, does it, Stuart? No, uh, I could just say one word, and that's catastrophic, and then we, we could probably end the podcast right here, to be honest with you, because, again, I've been called the doom merchant of recent weeks anyway about you know looking ahead towards like the semi-final against Brighton and obviously if Rashford doesn't score then we're in trouble etc etc I just can't help thinking that 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 could be it tonight in terms of the season Uh, you know we we don't know the severity but it doesn't look good straight away you're thinking you know Martinez is going to be out for at least a month if not the rest of the season Varane we don't know Going ahead till next Thursday, Bruno suspended, picked up a yellow card, so he can't Ridiculous play. Ridiculous yellow card as well. Yeah, well, exactly, yeah. yeah. That, that's the type of thing where you should be able to overturn because, yeah, it looked a, a great challenge. Sliding tackle, it hit his arm and he books him. But anyway, yeah, so as it, as it stands, he's out as well next week. And on top of that, obviously, it's, you know, three days, you know, before we go to, to Wembley to play the semi-final. So Brighton will be loving the fact that we've got to go to Spain next week and try and slog out and win the game, basically. Uh, you know, away goals uh, don't count for anything any, anymore. So we've just got to go there and try and win the game. Again, without Rashford, we're, we're, pretty, we're guessing without Rashford. So Martial has taken off, rightly so, probably um, early tonight. Um, but, yeah, I just can't think of any other word than catastrophic in terms of how, how well we've played again pretty much for the first half an hour uh, first half especially um, cruising you know Sibitsa two good goals and should have gone in at half time probably at least 3-0 up and then second half you know I, I can't think of a, a such a poor team that I've been to Old Trafford in, in many a year if I'm being honest um, that's the disappointing thing they are a very very average side and, they, and they've you know, they've nicked a draw literally in, in, in the last 10 minutes. Yeah, a couple of um, things to unpick, obviously, we've already got, um, as well as the, you know, the, the comedy of errors which it all set off, you know, um, the substitutions, we had Bruno booked, um, we had, I mean, the two deflections even, that, that second header, Yeah. you know, was going so far wide, and then somehow Harry Maguire's ended up getting in the way of it and sending it into the net, you know. I just can't, why does that never happen well, yeah. perhaps it does, but you know, you just think as a supporter, why does that never happen to anyone else? Because it's pretty unbelievable, really. Yeah, everyone everyone knows. Obviously, I sit in Stratford End. So the first one, I didn't I didn't know until I heard someone when I was selling the mag after the game that the first one was a deflection. All I can remember seeing was that Malassia seemed to have switched off. Uh, a player got in behind him and cut it back, and I thought someone, obviously in a white shirt, finished it because it's other end of the ground. Uh, clearly, that's not happened, and Malassia has maybe tried to get back in as he put it in a minute, has he? Apparently so, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, not, so I'm, I'm similar it. to you because I was at the same end. Um, so yeah. at first I thought the severe player had sent it straight into the net, but it wasn't. But yeah. I mean, he was asleep, weren't he? Because he didn't know that person was behind him. He let the ball go. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and but even concentration, Matt, yeah. Even Matt come. We'll probably come on to the ref in a minute. The ref, you know, the game was littered with free kicks. I've lost track of how many yellow cards there were in total. Yeah. Seven or eight, maybe. It wasn't a dirty match, was it? No, either? no. I mean, um, probably the worst tackle of the game. You know, obviously the one on Casemiro. Yeah. Um, that was it, really. But the first goal came from, again, another soft free kick just in front of sort of like, um, you know, where Tenag stands, just in front of the technical area. 
and it seemed to me that they, they they went for it. There were three or four players who just seemed to give it everything. Sprint next minute, three or four passes. Like I said, they got in behind Malassia, and it was in the back of the net. It came from absolutely nothing. Up until that point, I don't think De Gea had anything to do. And obviously, you know, it can't it can't be blamed for the goal if it's a deflection, especially. So that came out of the blue, and obviously, on top of that was the Martinez thing. You're down to ten men. Uh, I have seen the Maguire one because the six minutes went up, and as I was walking out, uh, I saw it on one of the TV screens, and it did just it, it literally hit his head and sent it the opposite direction into the bottom corner. So again, De Gea no chance. He was only about six yards yeah. out, De Gea. Uh, sorry, Maguire, and you know people are slagging Maguire off, but you can't legislate for that at all. No. Um, you know, if 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 Martinez would have been on the pitch, or if if, if another defender would have been on the pitch, maybe it, it wouldn't have happened. But you know, he's back there as the only centre half, really, and he, he's tried to get in the way, and he, he knew absolutely nothing about it. And before we knew it, it was two each, and you know there was still about three minutes to go. It could have it, it, it could have yeah. ended up worse. Um, I need to ask the question because um, it's not obviously he's had much stick on our podcast this season at all but did the manager disrespect Sevilla a bit too much with his substitutions yeah I think so yeah I think I, I do agree with that actually um, I, I, you know we don't know what he's thinking what he's planning game time uh, minutes on the pitch for, for, for different players you know ahead of me you know going to going to um, Forest on Sunday so he, you know he's probably got this picture in his mind you know 2-0 up and he's he's thinking of the Forest game. He's thinking of the second leg in Spain. But most importantly, he's probably thinking of the semi-final in, in like ten days' time. So, but I do think there was too many changes. Don't get me going on their ghost. Okay, you know he he, he he ran the keeper down. You know he again he ran around and stuff. But again, there was definitely one opportunity where he could have possibly backheeled it himself, and he decided to pass it almost back out the box for some. I think it was for Malasia to have a, a you know quite a, quite a shit shot in the end. Um, I think my issue with the Veghorst thing is, is obviously Martial is trying to manage his minutes at the moment because he yeah. wants him fit for the, you know, the the, the running definitely. Because yeah. there's no doubt that we're a better team with him at, as a striker Absolutely. than Veghorst. Yeah. However, and we know he's know, made a glass, don't we? So yeah, we've got, we've got to I, I think him. I think the issue I had was United on the break were absolutely killing them. You know, yeah. I felt like all of our chance. I felt like every time we were breaking on him, we were going to score and. With you know, take bringing a Langer and Veghorst on both that you know aren't as um, willing to run in behind. I think we just lost a lot there, you know, and that that was it for me. You know, maybe change one of them, but you know, don't take off your whole counter attack, and that that was my problem with it really. Yeah, no, I get that totally. Um, and like I said, he doesn't offer enough up front, and and he, yeah, you're right. He thought the game was won, but it should have been it should have been well outside by then anyway. Yeah, it's easy in hindsight, isn't it? But. Uh, at the end of the day as well you know it was a bit of everything it wasn't just Ten Hag's decisions you know there was a lot of things that went wrong that shouldn't have gone wrong as well as that but I do think that you know if you're in a, a Europa League quarter final you should be a bit more cautious on yeah. you know just bringing everybody on yeah like and again yeah, and, 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 and obviously by that point um, he, he chose to use all his subs which obviously meant, meant that we were knackered when Martinez got injured so yeah. I had to play the last god knows how many minutes with ten men so again you can't really legislate for that but you're right. If you hadn't made those all those sub, the three in particular all at once, then we wouldn't have been in that position. So, yeah, it, it is questionable, definitely. Uh, and and the word probably is a little bit disrespect against Seville from Tanaga. I do agree with that. Yeah. Um, so with regards to injuries, then it's looking like we've got Martinez, Varane, Genacho still out. I'm pretty sure Luke Shaw. Yeah. You know they'll be aiming 
to have him back for at least Brighton. Possibly, I, I think he might be rushed back now against Sevilla next week. Same with Rashford. Um, I think he may have been rested until the um, Brighton semi-final if we could have afforded it. But I think you know, is, is he going to like think about rushing them all back now because? Forest, you know, big game on Sunday. Um, then we've got the, we've got three must win. Well, t the two next week are must wins, but maybe Forest, you know, he may try something a bit different. Yeah, uh, I think again, Newcastle are obviously our uh, our team to watch at the moment. I think they play at Villa, don't they, on Saturday as yeah. well? So that they could pile on the pressure if they go and get a win there. Uh, you know, Forest on paper again should be three points, but. You know, you know, it's not, it's not a given, and it's, it wouldn't have been a given even with Rashford in the side, purely because again, I just think we rely on him too much. Now we add all these into the equation, and it, it looks a very, very tricky game now. One which obviously the likes of Leeds, Everton, Leicester will be up, you know, cursing because they would, <laughs> they would certainly want us to go down to, uh, the, the, you know, t to Forest on Sunday and, and do a job for obvious reasons because of the, you know, yeah. the state of the relegation. Yeah. But now. Forest will fancy the chances. You know, even a point for them would be a point. Probably they wouldn't think. You know, they would have. They would have got maybe a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so it, it makes it again just another tough game. You know, it's a Premier League. No, no games are easy. Look at Liverpool. You know, like a month ago, you know, they go and score seven against us and then get beat one at Brighton. So anything's possible. So it's it's a very very tricky seven days we're, we're going to face now. You know, starting on Sunday. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking if Martinez, you know, is out for the season now, which looks entirely possible. Yeah. You know, are you, you thinking that Luke Shaw will end up as a, as a centre half for the rest of the season now, and then Malassia as the left back? I think so. I think going off what Tenag did with Luke Shaw uh, around Christmas time was it? Yeah. He January? Likes his left footed centre back. Yeah. Right? I think yeah. that that makes sense. I think it it does make sense. Um, you know, we we're, we're all expecting. You know, either Maguire, Lindelof, or both to go in the summer. I don't think he can afford to get rid of both, really, because I think I think you need at least one backup. But you know, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen in that situation? But you know, Maguire's still the club captain. Um, so is it is he going to be trumped again by you know a full back in Luke Shaw and play the rest of the season with Varane uh, again? If Varane's fit, could we don't know. You know, Varane could be out for two or three weeks. So then he's got then he has got a decision to make, hasn't he? Because if, if Luke Shaw can be rushed back and plays, you know, as a centre half, and who does he play with? Is it Maguire or Lindelof? Yeah, I felt a bit sorry for Maguire to be honest tonight because um, obviously he came on. The, the the story will be that you know he's come on and we've squandered a two yeah. goal lead to Sevilla, but yeah. it doesn't tell the whole story, does it? No. It's, um, a, a, a ridiculous set of circumstances that tonight. What has seen us ended up with a draw there? No, he must look at you know. He must get back in the dressing room and think you know he's cursed almost. And 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 likewise, I feel sorry for Sabitzer. You know, scores two goals, we're cruising. You know, he's on an hat trick, and you think you know he's never going to probably have that opportunity again to, to win a game. Uh, of, you know, it's a quarter final of, of European competition. Um, so I feel sorry for him as well because his goals will almost get forgot about because it's like we've lost in a way. It felt it felt a bit like a, de a defeat at two one when I've stood there and then you know two each definitely feels like a defeat. So so both Maguire and Sabitzer you know will will definitely think you know what do I have to do sort of thing because apart from that he, did, he didn't do anything wrong Maguire and again like I said you know ten minutes ago when, when you watch it back there's no way he could have done anything he knew absolutely nothing about it. 
So a tricky week then um, to come, um, which is, seems a lot more trickier after tonight and the obvious injuries that we've had. Um, do you fancy us in the second leg? Um, you know, before all of the, you know, the farce unfolded, um, they weren't but, very good, were they? No, no, they are a really poor side. But the fact, you know, the, the, the tails will be up now, um, regardless who, you know. If, they're nowhere in the league, so they can probably rest, you know, if they want to rest at weekend, I'm guessing. Uh, and they can go for it, can't they? The crowd will be up for it. You know, they've won it God knows how many times over the last 10 years. So if, if you if you were a Seville fan uh, and, and part of that team, part of that club, you'd be thinking, well, why can't we turn up and, uh, you know, and, and win 1 0? You know, the away goals thing. I, I mean, we could do the same, you know. It takes Martial to score one, but I just can't help thinking that even if Luke Shaw is back uh, that we, we've not we've not got a, a clean sheet in us and that's the problem yeah. so you know I think we, we, we're going to have to score two and again that's that's proved difficult even with Rashford on the pitch let alone without Rashford and you know, like I said Sabitz has chipped in with two tonight and we should have been should have been more but it should have been more on Saturday against Everton as well but we keep having these, these same conversations where you know we don't put t- teams to bed do we so going back to your question mate I, I do really fear that we're going out but you know I've got I have got uh, an apartment booked in Budapest uh, but thankfully I can book that I can cancel that so that's not a problem but I don't want to be pessimistic but I just got, I'm just trying to be realistic in, in terms of who's available who's in form you know you're chucking almost like a, a, a new back four together aren't you um, De Gea has obviously made some, you know, made a world class save again tonight. But he's he's got he's got a, a mistake in him in terms of, you know, passing out. He did it two or three times again tonight, and you put you know a, a new a new back four in front of him, and that makes that even worse, doesn't it? You know, you, your way of playing and how Tenag wants the team to play is all very well if you you know like it has been recently when you've got your full back four there, uh, and if De Gea does you know kick it to an opposition player, you can almost get away with it, but next week I don't think we will have that that luxury because of, of obviously all the injuries um, you know Fred's going to probably come in McTominay so not only the back four is going to be different the midfield is going to be completely different as well isn't it yeah um, I think we'll beat Sevilla in the second leg I do I, I think um, as long as we get Luke Shaw back um, so he can tuck in at centre half um, possibly next to Varane or Harry Maguire I think we'll be alright I think Maguire played in the um, Betis second leg and he thought he defended reasonably well as well. I don't think them are the types of team yeah. that generally um, you know, cause him issues. I think tonight, um, the, the thing that I'm a bit more pessimistic about is the semi-final and you know a potential final against City without you know Martinez, um, possibly, yeah. which is going to be difficult. I know we didn't play the game at Old Trafford against him, but um, I just think he sets the tone with our aggression and everything like that. And he's a, he'll be a really real big miss if he's out for the, the, the season now. Um, we're back. We'll be back against Aston Villa um, with the lads on the podcast. Um, I'm Otter Forest on Sunday, so um, I'll try and get on um, a couple of people on for a podcast there. Um, really appreciate all of you support buying the mag. Um, you know, readership um, is going up, going up at the moment, and that, that's really very much appreciated. Um, we'll do a last man of the match, please, Stuart. Jesus, I thought Martial did really, really well first half. I held it up, and I think he set definitely Sibitz is one of the goals up, didn't he? Yeah. Um, obviously, he was taken off. So again, Bruno was everywhere again. Um, 
I, I suppose you've got to give it to Sapitza only because he scored the two goals. But again, there were lots of sevens and eights, but, which I keep repeating myself every week. There wasn't anyone, you know, nine or a ten, was there? No one outstanding. And then, unfortunately, tonight, second half especially, uh, there was lots of fives and sixes. Uh, I thought Malassi had quite a poor game overall. Um, but, yeah, just purely because of his goals, I suppose. And, you know, that, that's going to edge it, really. So, for me, it's a bit so... I'm going to go with Martial. Um, yeah. I do think that, you know, I think it's clear um, as a United fan that watches him every week um, that, you know, he's got, whilst he is frustrating, you know, he's not um, maybe the prolific striker we're searching for long term. I think he's got certain things to his game, which the others definitely haven't. Yeah. You know, the one I, um, I, I noticed when Anthony at the bar, you know, there was a lovely um, break and ball free that he played and um, really set us off. And obviously, Sabitz's his second goal as well. He was he, he was a, a real um, influence in that as well. So I'm going with Martial, but um, you know I do take on board the. Can't argue with that, mate. Yeah, he's, yeah. Got, he's got to stay fit, hasn't he? He's got yeah, he's yeah. a massive seven or eight weeks for him personally. If he's got any intention of hanging around next season. Yeah. Okay. And 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 him on the field obviously means that as 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 much as I don't like to get on the backs of Manchester United players, you know we're not seeing Veghorst as much, which. You know, in my view, I think it's fairly evident that it slows us down as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. With me, I've got um, a representative from the 1958. Um, nice to see you again. Um, last time we spoke, I vividly remember um, you was really clear about the 1958 being more about the collective than individuals. What's your perspective of what's happened over the last year? I think it's been really interesting. I think um, we've gained a lot of traction. I think that we've... Um, got a core support with regards to the protest I think what we wanted to do is just be a, a, a centralized voice and, and a centralized uh, facilitator you know to be able to put something in place for for supporters who wanted to uh, voice their opinions and just be visual about how their feelings are against the Glazers and the, and, and the ownership of the club um, and I think we've achieved that to some extent but there's always more to be done yeah um, so last couple of weeks it's been a period of quiet on the takeover front after you know a lot of um, much publicised um, output by various like channels. Um, just what's your views on how it's currently playing out? I think it's playing out like any other um, large sale, business sale. Um, you know Manchester United is, you know, it's the jewel in the crown. It's the, it's the, the pinnacle. It's, it's uh, a football club that anybody with a, you know, an, an ability to be able to to buy it would want it you know what I mean and you know it's quiet and it's quiet for a reason because they brought in Rain Group and what Rain Group are good at is bringing these um, bidders and consortiums together and working out you know what the, what those offers look like for um, for the Glazer family so the reason it's quiet is because it's under NDA and that's how it should be it should be quiet do you sense a bit of frustration bubbling though like last year you know um, there was a lot of you know much publicised targeting of sponsors that sort of thing do you think it's brewing again or are you like feeling that like you just said it, it is like any other sale and there needs to be a, you know an element of patience there needs to be an element of patience but we put this on our our, our last tweet or it may have been the tweet before that you know any action that a Manchester United fan does or support does anywhere in the world to show their feelings against this Glazer ownership is worth doing and it makes an impact every picture every word Every hashtag, every visual, everything gets to somebody somewhere in the world. So it's important to keep it up. There might be an argument that you should 
maybe just hold on until you know the the, the decisions are made and the bidders picked, because you know we, they are selling. You know we, we've seen that with the three bit, the third bids, and the fact that they've took Qatar and Sir Jim Ratcliffe through because we know they're the ones that are going through and whoever else. But um, no, we should never stop until they're gone. Just on that, I just wanted to go a bit deeper there. Um, I mean, I I'm of the view that the Glazers, you know, time is up. You know, I don't feel that their business model is viable anymore. So I see all of this sort of um, we might stay as a bit posturing to try and drive up the price. Is that fair or do you disagree with that? Absolutely agree with that. You know, one of the main reasons we formed, um, you know, was lads of supporters phone. It was a frustration after the ESL. But one thing the ESL did, apart from, you know, stopping the game and, and the supporters, you know, fighting for their club and showing their discontent against the ESL and the ownership and the greed of the ownership, is it, 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 it highlighted just how bad the financials were for this club. And, you know, we've said this at the very beginning, we've got some very intelligent people in our group and we've got people that have looked at these finances. And one of the Achilles heels for the Glazers is that the fact that they don't invest their own money. So any impact comes out of the club's funds and any of the club funds that get impacted affect dividends. You know, any extra police, any extra steward, any extra security, you know, anything that stops it, any, any negativity, any attacking on a, on, a, on a sponsor where they're feeling, you know, this fan base is toxic. Why would I want to, why would I want to work with a club where their fan base is toxic? They're our customers. Anything like that works. Yeah. And that was the, that's the big difference with the Glazers. So yeah, their time is up. Yeah, um, lots of visible in-ground protests prominent. Uh, most notably Saturday when um, you know I noticed a really good picture above the tunnel. Um, what was must have took some effort to you know you know, to arrange. Um, how important is it that fans keep that pressure on? Or you know I I've sensed it has died down a bit now. It's evident they're selling. But you know what's your view on fans keeping that pressure on? Look, it needs to it needs to ramp up. It needs to get more. You know, every visual works. You know, I've, I've had messages and calls from people that, you know, that, that banner was on the, on, on the news in the States. And not the sports news, on the actual news with regards to what, how, what their fans' feelings are about the, uh, the American ownership, the Glazer ownership of our club. Everything makes an impact. And to be honest, there's not enough of it. People are not doing enough. You know, they, they talk the talk and they tell everybody what they should and shouldn't do. Get off your arse and do it. Should be more. Yeah, absolutely. So, just a question I wanted to touch on about the Glazers. Um, we all know what's happened since 2005. We know what type of people they are. Um, but one thing that you know, as, as a, it shouldn't surprise me, but it has, is the way that they're trying to flog the club. I think it's sickening in the sense that it's not about you know um, the future care. I don't think there's any price put on that. I think it's about maximum profit. Um, you know, am I wrong to expect that there would have been at least some price put on that future and what, considering what the already set to extract yeah yeah absolutely you know that all of all they care about is that last penny they will we, we put it in our we, we retweeted it the other night but we put it in our tweet back in november these guys will go kicking and screaming with the nails scraping along the boardroom floor to come out of that uh, out that uh, boardroom with every last penny that they can drain out of anybody they don't care they don't care about you know you know funds needed or people need stability or understand budgets for when when this, you know, this, the, the transfer window comes round, or you know, for infrastructure for the for the for the grab, they don't care. They just want to take the money, and it's you know, it's the it's it's the most sickening heist in history, in is, football yeah. history, what they've done to this club. And you I know, know, yeah, and I know I know what type of people they are, and I, I shouldn't be surprised. But you think like after you know, 17, 18 years, and the, the people they've met at the club, and the history they've like sort of embroiled themselves in. You know, you'd sort of think that there would at least be some 
thoughts of the future and I, I just can't you know I, I shouldn't be surprised but I am I'm not surprised I mean you can count on your fingers and toes how many times you close the family have been to watch Manchester United over 18 years so I'm not surprised at all the parasites they're just absolute leeches and they just want to suck every last penny, penny out of the club they don't care about the fans never have done they don't care about anything they only care about what can bring them money that's it so what's your stance on the interested parties in Manchester United? Well, I think I think we touched on this before, and I mentioned it to Matt as well when we spoke to you know when we put a little, uh, few questions into the, into the magazine. You know our, our official stance is, you know we're, we're staying impartial at the moment. You know we need to stay focused on getting these glazers out. And for everything that we've just spoken about, everybody going quiet, people being very. I mean the fan base is apathetic anyway. You know they talk the talk but never walk the walk. And you know that's not fair on the ones that do do it and do want the glazers out. So we're just staying focused on getting the glazers out. Individually, we all have our own thoughts and, and opinions, and at the moment, we'd rather keep them to ourselves. And do we have discussions where we go, you know, this is great, but this ain't great, and I prefer this, and we don't prefer that. Yeah, we do, like any other United fan. Do you know what I mean? But the official stance at the moment is just got to focus on making sure the glazers go. And do you know when they do go? You know, it needs to be a celebration for every single fan over the last 18, 20 years that has that has that has protested once or done anything um, against against its ownership. Yeah. So um, I saw you know some tweets around um, a protest arranged for the Aston Villa game. Yeah. Um, what are the plans going forward? So we are going to do a protest for the Villa. Uh, we haven't we haven't put out the details yet because we're working on something a bit different. Uh, it needs to be different and it needs to be impactful. We know it's not televised but we don't give a fuck about it being televised this is about the fans it's always been about the fans we have no agenda we don't care about anything else it's about the fans working hard to, to, to send a message to this ownership that we want them to fucking go and that's what it's all about so if you're about on the 30th you know for people who have never done it before we've, 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 we've announced that we're doing it a week and a half earlier and we'll be releasing more details moving up once we've got all the final arrangements but it will be different and we just encourage it to turn up you know this is for the fans it's not it's not for tv it's not for you know it's not for journals and media it's for the fans to come in down here and show this ownership that we want them god for good yeah real um anything further you want to add um i mean in my from my perspective it feels you know i feel more nervous about you know, United's direction than they have done it over any time in the yeah. last 20 years. It's it's like the biggest moment, isn't it, in many ways? It's a, it's a, this this is a monumental season. You know, this 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 is going to change everything for this club. And it's 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 hard to. I think we've been burnt so badly over the last 18 years with the Glazers. It's hard to see anything but cynicism. You know, be, be, be you know be be um, unsure. You know, and, and be critical and not understand what they want and. Uh, but then on the other side, you know, there's people that are jubilant and, and very like, you know, going the other way and think, oh, money, 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 money. Well, we, you know, look at Chelsea. You know, you don't have to look at that. So it, what, it should be, it, it's, a, it's going to be a monumental season this season because it will go. But for us, we've just got to celebrate the Glazers going and hoping that a new John comes. And then there's also the dialogue that comes after that. What happens after that? And I think I do want to add this point because... You know, I think one thing that we've noticed over the last 12 months, 18 months, is just how toxic and divided this fan base is. And there's lots of reasons for that that we won't go into at the moment, but it'll be fucking eye-opening what we've found out over the last 12 months. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we yeah, really, yeah. really dig deep and delve into it, all the agendas, all, all people's attitudes and all people's egos. 
it's absolutely ridiculous when all really we want is ownership change and all Manchester United fans to support that we're our own worst enemies in that regard aren't we absolutely absolutely so you know the 50, you know 1958 rate to protest against the Glazers we'll do our bit I, I said to Matt we're, we're a cog in, in, in the mechanism you know to help to get the, the Glazers out and feel we don't do our part for it and if you do do your part for it you feel like you've done something you know what I mean you should be proud of yourself yeah. but Let's let's see what happens once the Glazers go because I think there's still a lot of work to be done within the fan base. Cheers for giving up the pub time, mate. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I'm going back in now. Cheers, Adam. <laughs>